Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's going on, guys? And welcome back to Watch Time. It's been a couple of weeks since the last episode. Things have been getting very hectic around Christmas with the launch of Chapter 3 in Fortnite. A lot of work on the click side for Grace. And uh, we're finally back. I can tell when you've been like recording a lot because your intros for watch time start to sound like a Fortnite intro. You're Much like, louder. What's going on, guys? Welcome back. Chapter three. What do you feel like most people have been feeling about chapter three? There's a bit of controversy around the uh, weapon balancing. Basically, shotguns are awful now. SMGs are great, which obviously has annoyed a lot of people. Aussie Antics and I have been having some, some heated debates on the topic. Generally, I think people really, really like it. I think people love the map. I think it's good. And where do you feel like Fortnite's at in general right now? In a position in the community? Has it like reinvigorated the Fortnite creator community or do you feel like not really? I know there's a general sense of fatigue with a lot of creators at the moment, yeah. which is is very understandable after this many years of the game being out. It just becomes quite hard to revolutionize anything. Yeah. It's, all, it's all the same. I think the new chapter is good at getting people excited, but there is still that fatigue. If you look at the game as a whole, where it sits, today it is a huge game we saw a lot of uh epics revenue numbers get disclosed during nice. that apple court case there there are very clearly a lot of people playing this game who are spending a lot of money yeah but the more interesting thing is is just that it's it's because it had such a took over the world phenomenon in 2017 and 2018 that now even though it's big just obviously there's not that like intense hype anymore yeah. but at the end of the day it is still pretty much one of the biggest games in the world. Yeah. So it, it is nothing but a huge success. And we are coming into the last couple of weeks of the year. I, for one, am like very much ready for a little holiday. But before that, we have our Christmas party next week. Always like such a fun time of the year. Elliot's like, comes in. Boat party, boys. <laughs> Chief boat party officer. Mainly because everyone's been in lockdown for the last yeah. like two years. I feel like the boat party this year is going to hit different. I think it's going to be the biggest we've ever done which is extra good we got musicians we got a lot of red bull coming on the boat we got it's 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 gonna be a good time all right though we're gonna jump into our main large topic of the day today which is another episode mainly focused on youtube versus twitch live streaming and especially around the announcement of ludwig signing to youtube basically he was called the golden boy of Twitch. He was effectively one of the largest people on the platform. And why do you think he was called the golden boy of Twitch? You know, it's interesting because it, within my circle and what I watched, um, I, I actually haven't seen a ton of Ludwig's content. But yeah. there was that really viral thing he did where he ran a subathon, which is where you basically stream for an insanely long amount of time to try and get as many people to subscribe as you possibly yeah. can. And he broke the Twitch subscriber record by an insane amount. He had hundreds of thousands of subscribers. And um, effectively, uh, 
yeah, broke the record, made an absolute ton of money doing it, which I think is actually going to be a very important and interesting thing for us to talk about in the later part of this discussion. Okay. Because I think we also not only want to talk specifically about Ludwig signing to YouTube, but also I think what uh, some of the recent signings of YouTube streaming and people they have and haven't re-signed says a lot about YouTube's kind of strategy and what their focus is when it comes to trying to build live streaming. Because yeah. this obviously shows they are very much not out of the game of trying no. to build the live platform on YouTube. But it also shows that the way they're going about it, I think, has uh, made some changes, especially over the last, you know, six months where we've seen Tim the Tapman sign. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of other, Dr. Lupo and a lot of other kind of big Twitch creators shift over. Definitely. So he was the golden boy of Twitch. He then announced... He's moving to YouTube. And I thought it was really interesting. He put out a video explaining why he moved to YouTube, which I frankly thought was a really good video. What were your thoughts? I always find those videos kind of weird. Like, But do you not think that they do kind of owe it to the audience? Or there's no, 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 a, no, no. They do, they but they, they do. Like, I get why they owe it to the audience, but they're always like, oh, you know, it was the copyright issues with Twitch or it was, I didn't feel respected. I didn't feel, you know, loved and appreciated. When at the end of the day, it's the bag. Yeah. Like, you may as well make why I moved to YouTube and just hold up a big giant check with $10 million written on it and be like, yeah. okay, thank you for watching my video. I have to like, say, though, I thought he came across really well. Like, I yeah. have not watched his content really in the past. Um, I thought the way he spoke was, um, like, really compelling. It didn't feel like there was a whole lot of cuts going on or anything. Yeah. It felt, like, quite... Uh, I thought for a YouTube video, it was, like, a slow pace to the video which made it feel more considered, I think, as opposed to these like super jump cutty, excited kind of videos. You know yeah. what I mean? It was like there were long pauses there where he seemed to be gathering his thoughts. And I feel like I was like, I can tell why you're a streamer. But he did to kind of recap on the video, if you haven't seen it, he didn't skirt around the fact that obviously he's earning a lot of money and that that was a factor. And at the start, he was basically being offered what seemed like the same deal from both platforms, like same number of hours he would need to stream per month, similar amounts of money. Based on that, he went with Twitch, basically. Mm. And then YouTube reduced the amount of hours he would have to do, which which is probably quite compelling. You see some of these Twitch streamers, the really big streamers, they're probably contracted to be grinding. Like, if you're a really big streamer and you're still streaming like 200 hours a month or 150 hours a month, I would almost guarantee it's because that's part of your contract. Unless, I feel like the only exception being if you're XQC, I think that man is literally just built differently and he <laughs> does like 20 hour streams every day. He's, he's weird. Crazy. Different human. So I feel like a reduced amount of hours is compelling. Therefore, yep. it means you're getting paid more on an hourly basis. Yep. But I thought he did make some really interesting points around the fact that he didn't feel loved by Twitch. Which he, is a he really... He loved Twitch, but he didn't feel that reciprocation. And you know why I find that so interesting? Is, I think, for a few different reasons. Number one, you hear that actually pretty consistently yeah. from a lot of big streamers. Um, on Twitch, you mean, or just Twitch. about platforms in general? Well, on I would say mainly on Twitch, actually. Okay. I would say YouTube creators, you know what? Like, I can't really think of specifically what YouTube does uh, to make people feel more like part of a community. But I, I don't think you hear that complaint nearly as much. Um, and I do think there's, it, like, a lot of that comes down to how 
maybe both platforms don't do a really amazing job of like positively engaging with uh, their big creators. But I feel like it's more of a thing on Twitch where people have negative experiences yeah. around getting temporarily banned or unequal enforcement of policy. It's not only like, a, oh, they're not engaging with me, but it's also kind of like a fuck you. Yeah. Um, I would have to say as well, having gone through the process of negotiating deals with YouTube and negotiating deals with Twitch, I would just say it, it has been a different experience. I remember, say four years ago, Twitch were probably, and honestly, you kind of can trace it to their acquisition of, uh, by Amazon. Mm. Twitch was literally the industry example of how to, yeah. in a lot of ways, not, not they weren't perfect. The parties, it was all, all about yeah, your you Twitch would, friends. Yeah, you would go to events and Twitch was always having like a really cool party. They would always have a, a booth at the event where if you're a Twitch partner, you can go and kind of use it as like a chill out area, get some drinks, get some food, yeah. go back out do your meet and greets at the Twitch booth. Basically, there was just this overwhelming sense of, and it was always like, oh, Twitch community. I love being a part of this community. It's amazing. Versus these days where I feel like that really doesn't feel like the case. Yeah. So no, you're right. I think they did make a, a really good point around that. And you and you also heard that in Disguised Toast, who, yeah, he went and streamed on Facebook and now he's come back to Twitch. Oh, really? Yeah. And he was talking about why he made the change. And he was like, I went to Twitch and the offer Twitch made me was literally one thirtieth of what Facebook did. And it was a low offer compared to what they were giving other people on Twitch. And apparently Twitch's reasoning was, oh, we've already got someone who fills the same kind of demographic category Eek. as you. Oh. And it was kind of like, oh, that's, that's weird. But oh. I do take what you mean. I, th I think those videos, they're just interesting for me because it comes down to, I don't feel respected by the platform which it is hugely valid uh ryan uh what who is the head of youtube gaming yeah he's done an amazing job of i think building like a lot of like camaraderie and love yeah. within the community so people feel like he's an actual you know like Person. a real human um who actually has Cares. their best interests yeah, yeah, yeah. but i do think that those videos are interesting because a lot of the time and and i want to clarify there is absolutely nothing wrong with this like anyone doing any job You'd be working in one company. If an, if you get offered double your salary by another company and you move over, there's nothing weird or yeah. like shameful about that at all. That other company is valuing you higher. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I do always find those videos a bit interesting because it's kind of like, oh, I didn't feel, you know, valued and respected. When it's like, like, but if you really look beneath the surface, it like, and you dig beneath that, it's kind of like, how did YouTube show they value you more? by paying $10 million extra. I think it's a personal thing when it comes to creators that I think are very loyal and they feel very bound to the platforms that they've been able to build an audience on and then they feel very at the beck and call of their audience themselves. And so I almost feel like those videos are a way where maybe, maybe they do feel a little bit bad that they're taking the bag and they shouldn't, but maybe there is an element where they're just like, oh, I feel the need to like appease my audience or yeah. explain myself well, that's always... in a way that's more than that. Whereas that... in actual fact, yeah, I think creators should feel comfortable being like this platform's paying me triple. Well, creators making money has always been like a taboo topic. I think yeah. we've done we've done an episode before talking about how it's less taboo these days. Yes. But back in the day, if you did a sponsorship, oh my God. God. Yeah, you're you hiding that one right at you, the bottom of the description. You, if you did an integration at the start of a video, like a 20 second shout out for a company, yeah. you'll be like, 
annihilated. Guys, I'm, I'm so sorry about this. Like, I feel awful. Your yeah. dislike ratio is at 50% because everyone's like, you you sold out, man. Yeah. You got, you sold out to the, to the companies and like, and even still, I, I think there is this huge taboo and it, I, I do think it's flipping a little bit. There is a bit more of a sense of like, yeah, get that bag, you know, like you, you do you, like we're in your corner. It, it is still a bit taboo. Anyway, I think his personal reasons are definitely valid. And I do think that's a recurring issue for Twitch. I also do understand the issue Twitch is in. They can't match every single time. No. Uh, YouTube comes in offers like a big number. They just can't. It would it, yeah. Because as far that as would, I, they'd have no strategy. Yeah. As far as I understand, the platform's already losing money, like most tech companies. Um. So if they all of a sudden start paying tens of millions of dollars every time YouTube offers, and and here's the thing. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Thing, right? Say YouTube offered Ludwig $20 million to move to YouTube. Twitch counters and says, we'll give you $20 million. Bang. Okay, YouTube's still sitting there with their $10 million budget and a streaming slot that they're trying to fill that they've been allocated. They go to the next streamer. Hey, we've got $10 million if you want to shift over. Twitch counters again. No, we're going to keep you. That's another $10 million. Yeah, so really effectively, YouTube really is point. just keeps shifting down the line, making that budget, because they've allocated that budget to getting streamers over. Yeah, Every really single time point. Twitch counters, they're going to have to counter another offer because that money is just going to get shifted further along. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It, it actually, I, I actually do understand from their perspective why they can't counter all these offers and why they do just at the end of the day have to let a lot of big streamers go. I agree. I agree. Um, really good point. Really good point. Okay, so predict me. Five years from now, what does the streaming landscape look like? I feel like I don't 100% know, but I feel like what is going to be a really interesting turning point is so far, um, you know, Disguised Toast is one example. That's, uh, and, and so as the examples that happened with Mixer, when yeah. Mixer shut down, there are a lot of examples of platforms buying out creators to come to their streaming platform from Twitch, Facebook, Mixer, where they come over for the duration of their contract for that platform. And then when that contract ends, they return home to Twitch. There are, as of yet, no examples of a Twitch yeah. streamer who has gone from Twitch to YouTube, have that contract wind up and then go back. True. Now, that's largely because everyone who has come from Twitch is still under contract. Yeah. But I'm going to be very interested to see, say, because uh, I, I can't imagine they would just keep renewing these streamers' contracts indefinitely. No. So I'm interested if Courage, for example, if YouTube's like, Okay, it's been great. We've like we've funded you coming over to this platform for say three or four years. Um, we would love it if you stay, but ultimately we're not going to be paying flat fees anymore. Yeah. Do you want to? Uh, will he stay or will he go? And I actually think Courage would stay. And I, I would agree. say I would say Valkyrie would stay as well because her concurrence on YouTube are insane. Insane. I actually think that YouTube will do quite a good job of 
retaining the live streams they're bringing yeah, over really because good point. their platform has the size. I think that while it doesn't quite has have the audience, the, doesn't quite have the functionality and the community sense yet that Twitch has, but yeah. I do think they're getting there very quickly. And um, I think people can see the long by game. YouTube standards <laughs> and people can see the long game. And I, I, I still, I've said this since day one of the streaming war at the end of the day, if there is going to become one online uh, VOD and live, video service that is going to emerge on top it is a lot easier for youtube to become a streaming platform than it is for twitch to become a vod platform absolutely so agree. it does ultimately make sense for me that youtube wins the streaming war i think the other really interesting topic uh to talk about here is um from when youtube initially started their live streaming kind of uh pulling people over from twitch and really going hard on it to where they are now how their strategy has changed yes. around what's important because uh, obviously I have am uh, still doing a streaming contract with YouTube, which I won't be doing next year, um, but I still do plan on live streaming. Um, and then you've also got uh, Lachlan who announced recently he had his two year contract that has yep. now come to an end. He's not really going to stream anymore unless it's for like live events, maybe. Yeah. Uh, same he been with uploading. Uh, he he didn't break. upload for a month. He started uploading at the start of the new chapter. Yeah. I don't know if he'll, how regularly he'll keep uploading. Uh, and then Lannan as well, obviously he had his streaming contract, which has now come to an end. Um, so all the YouTubers that, because obviously me, Lachlan, Laserbeam, we were the three kind of YouTubers that yes. YouTube signed when they did their big initial yeah. stream push. Yeah. Um, and then at the same time, they also signed Valkyrie and Courage to come over from Twitch. Yeah. Now, after that, those initial two-year contracts have ended, they've gone, okay, uh, Muzelk, Lockie, Laserbeam, it's been great to have you. Love it. Ciao. Goodbye. Ciao. <laughs> God damn it, Ryan. <laughs> um, but no, but, but, so, but meanwhile, though, they've clearly, I think, uh, said, okay, Valkyrie, we want to keep going, obviously, because holy crap, she's blown up. Yeah. Uh, and same with Courage. And then on top of that, they've since signed Dr. Lupo, Tim the Tapman, yeah. and uh, now... Um, I literally mental by hearing his name. Ludwig. Um, Ludwig. Disrespect. Well, then, uh, well, well. Uh, is a man is a man abandoning ship and jumping on a life raft the same? Is your monthly reminder that, that we, we still, still don't, don't know? know. <laughs> um, we still don't know. Okay, but the Doctor disrespect move. I don't know if that was like uh, as much mm. a strategic acquisition <laughs> as it was like YouTube being like, well, hey, you're currently, you've just jumped, you've just jumped off the Come H. Come here, young man. You've just jumped off the HMAS Twitch. <laughs> we have a life raft. Would you like to get in? Um, <laughs> I think- That's a good little analogy, Elliot. Thank you. Um, to be clear, we don't know that that's what happened. <laughs> no. But I like the analogy. Yeah, thank you. But you can basically see they've suddenly yes, gone Yes, there's from... been a little pivot in the strategy from yeah. making YouTubers into streamers to taking streamers from cross-platform and bringing them onto YouTube. And it's really interesting to me for a few reasons because I think uh, there's one big takeaway that I think I've, I've realised from, um, from what YouTube's done here, their strategy change and what what that all means what their focus is yeah because if you really compare live to vod and if you compare twitch to youtube what is the big advantage that twitch has because it, it's not size it's not viewership it's not pretty much anything but the one thing twitch has is spend per viewer 
So yeah. on YouTube, for example, if you're an average viewer on YouTube, let's say you're not a member of YouTube Red or anything like that. Um, YouTube pre- Is it YouTube Premium now or YouTube yep, Red? YouTube I forget. Premium. If you're not a member of that, then effectively every time you watch a video, you're worth about 0.1 cents, assuming you don't have ad block on. So if you watch 100 videos a month, you're worth 10 cents, doing my math right, to YouTube. But if you're an average Twitch viewer, a lot, let's say you're subscribed to three or four different channels. Yeah. Let's say you donate to a few different people. Twitch taking 50, 50, 50% of most of that or 30%. True. Your every viewer on Twitch is worth several dollars to the platform as opposed to 10 cents on YouTube. So what YouTube's real goal, I think, with Damn, live streaming is- that also makes is, me realize how valuable it is for creators if you have a premium membership. Exactly. Which and I didn't realize was now $20 a month. Yeah, effectively, if you have uh, premium spending viewers like that, every viewer is worth a magnitude of 100 times more. And the yeah. thing is, live content is definitely the way to push that type of product because people get to donate and get immediate reaction and recognition. True. Same with subscriptions to the channel, live chat, having access to that, all those things. So I, I really think what all these changes showed, which I think we kind of knew from the start, like the real interest YouTube has in live streaming, even though it max, makes up only a fraction of their overall watch time, is how it drives more active spend on the platform. Yes. And people, once they've got their credit card info into a platform, next time that YouTube Very premium thing pops clicking. up, hit subscribe, new channel, hit subscribe, all that kind of thing. You're increasing spend. And I think what YouTube realized is that YouTube viewers don't have a culture of spending. So you can have someone like me or Laserbeam do a live stream, but at the end of the day, we're live streaming mainly to YouTube viewers. And of course we've got some really like great fans who will still subscribe and still do donations and engage in that way. But the vast majority won't do that. And why it's also- Why do you think it's not the culture? Or why do you think Twitch does have that culture? Um, well, I think it's very much a live stream culture. And yeah. I think it's just a way to engage with live content. And I just don't, it's, if people, if you're someone who typically watches videos on YouTube, that's just not how you engage. I think what this shows, because obviously Lanham was pulling really good views. Like we were still like us YouTube live streamers, the viewership was still really good. But I know uh, for a fact that like uh, Courage, for example, he had more active um, memberships, like subscriptions on his channel uh, after live streaming for like a month than Lanham, Lazebeam did after several months yeah and and that was with and he didn't even have a, a one dollar membership tier courage he only had the five dollar membership yeah tier. so it's really i think what youtube's realized is they really want to push these products and they really want to get more yeah. active spending people on the platform and they're trying to build that culture of becoming a member gifting a member donating community all that kind of thing and i think they've realized that when they sign a twitch streamer as opposed to a youtuber to do streaming yeah they're bringing they, fresh audience that is, that will that spend ingrained. money exactly yeah, yeah and yeah. and, and I, even if they're only bringing over a fraction of the audience like say yeah. because obviously when you switch platforms your whole audience is not going to follow you it's just yeah. not realistic to expect that but say they only bring over 10 percent of their regular viewing audience yeah that 10 percent is worth so much more way more than a youtuber's audience that might be 10 times the size. Yeah, ultimately what's, yeah, very what's, interesting. what's so yeah. interesting about the Ludwig signing, he was the guy who he did the, guy. the subathon where he broke the all-time Twitch yeah. subscription record. So he was not only the golden child of Twitch, he was the golden child and the poster boy for having an audience that will spend yeah. on Twitch. 
on so, alternate monetization products. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah, YouTube yeah. went straight to the top of that segment. That that was kind of the point I just wanted to make yeah. is I think it's really interesting. And I think it shows how YouTube, they've kind of done the whole live streaming thing. I think they wanted to build the viewership and get people a bit more engaged with live streaming in general, maybe. Yes. With having like me, Lockie Lannan live stream. But now they're kind of, their real focus is pulling in viewers and content creators who have active audiences that like to spend money. Yeah, I think this has actually been a really interesting conversation to mm. dig more into beyond just a big audience. What is YouTube looking for in their strategy? And what are the signings that they've made in the last six months reveal about where the platform is heading and where they're going? And I think it definitely seems as though alternate monetization products, and by that I mean donation subscriptions, that sort of thing, is a focus for them. And how can they create start to create a culture where people are spending more on YouTube and the platform is better able to monetize. Maybe we can get Ryan on the podcast and he can uh, he can give us some more insight. I think regardless we can kind of drill into what it looks like the focuses are and Yeah. Let us know what you guys think. If you are watching streamers on Twitch or YouTube like tell us if you do spend and like what influences your thinking. Why do you want to do that for some people and not for others? Future. This was one of my favorite conversations. Me we've too. Had this year, I, think. I really liked it. Yeah. I really, really very interesting. Good. Alrighty. Well, guys, thank you for watching. Uh, sorry that we uh, were away for a couple of weeks, but we are now back and uh, hopefully we're going to be able to keep things going over Christmas as well. Uh, we might have a week break in the middle there if we fly off somewhere. But uh, yeah, as always, thank you for watching. Rate, comment. Subscribe, <laughs> all the good stuff. We'll see you guys Donate. in the next episode. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.